Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. I want to talk today about some red flags that you might see out there in product land, in investing land, because this is the thing. It's all not what it seems. We've got this uh, startup tech world happening in on one side of the coin. The other side of the coin, we've got the marketing team wanting to get out there and get people to sign up to stuff. And there can be some bloody confusing messaging There could be some misleading advertising, but I want to get you into a cold shower, if you know what I mean. This is the cold shower you might need to have. These are the cold, hard facts that you might need to hear when it comes to your investing and when it comes to looking at different products when they're talking about investment returns. Let's get it on. So I go to Tony, my barber, He's just around the corner from my house. I go maybe once every 10 days, two weeks, whatever, right? Get my uh, number one zoop, all over, trims my beard, all that stuff. Anyway, I got out of the chair the other day and went up to the mirror and I just gave my hair a bit of a wipe and, you know, the air has been a bit dry lately and uh, I noticed a bit of dandruff and I'm like, oh, bloody haven't had that for a while. Got a bit of dandruff. And Tony said to me, Oh, well, what you can do, you can go online or, uh, you know, to the chemist warehouse or wherever that is. And they've got this stuff. It's in a little bottle and he explained what it was. And it's, and he, he said, Oh, it's, uh, medically proven or scientifically proven. And just do it, follow the instructions. You'll be all hooked up. It's all good, baby. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sweet. I'll probably do something about that because I need to get rid of the, um, the dandruff or whatever, right? And don't at me, you've all had dandruff. Now, I was walking home and the words like clinically proven, it, it stuck in my head, right? And I'm like, it's so fascinating. Some medical products, some vitamin stuff, some skin cream that makes you younger and all that stuff. They just go so hard with this advertising of clinically proven or medically proven or scientifically formulated and all this like, oh, wow, that must be really good. And to be honest, a lot of these buzzwords, they're not even regulated and it is a bit of the Wild West. And I actually, I spent a bit of time and you're probably thinking, what's this got to do with investing? Well, we'll get there, baby. But I, I did spend a bit of time online. And so they reckon like clinically proven, <laughs> this is how wild this crap is, right? They reckon that it could actually mean that it's had one or more, you know, controlled study. Okay, like sure. It could also mean, <laughs> this is like some of these crap guys, it's hilarious. Clinically proven could also just mean 
that either a human has tested it in a lab or an animal. Just in the clinic, yep, it's been tested, it's been used, right? Where they say scientifically proven, it's been, you know, dicked around within the lab and it hasn't been tested or used on people. I guess what I'm getting at is there's no real law with some of this language that they can use on healthcare stuff. And the fascinating thing was we only ever see this stuff and these words when you see crap on TV to uh, make your hair grow back. And so it's clinically proven to make your hair grow back. And, you know, they gotta, they've got to use these big words as hooks, right? And I was walking home thinking, that's just interesting. So I've got like, what have I got here? I've got some over-the-counter, just Panadol, right? Got the Panadol. I've got some prescription drugs here. What have I got here? Some naproxen uh, for inflammation because I have to use that with my wrists and joints sometimes. Um, and I've got some, my SOMAC here, which, you know, it, it is a script um, that I take for my reflux because I'm old and fat and need to lose weight and all that. But this real world medication, this real world over-the-counter Panadol, nowhere on it, it says the word clinically proven. Nowhere on it, it says medically proven. It doesn't say scientifically backed. It doesn't say all these buzzwords. You know why? Because it's actually the real deal and it actually does what's on the box. Like it's, it's fact. And I don't want to get into this um, alternate therapy discussion here because I'm just setting up this episode for the investment chat that we'll have. A lot of the time with you talk to any scientist or any medical doctor, right? Just because something works for somebody or if just because something has worked for you, that's not evidence. Just because it's worked for one, it might not work for others. So scientifically proven, like who knows what that is, right? They don't have to write it on Panadol. But we know that when they've got the license or whatever through the TGA, and I'm a little bit out of my depth here, but I'm having fun, so whatever it's actually being tested so it will work. So this medication, I take that. Anyone could take that. It will stop reflux. It will stop heartburn. It's not some concoction that I've received at a market stand which is clinically proven because it worked on one person. So just because it works for one doesn't mean it works for all. So, yeah, I'll, I'll step right back away from all that crap at the moment because I'm really out of my depth. But back onto me thinking about my Panadol. Why doesn't my Panadol say scientifically backed, scientifically proven? Why doesn't it do that? Well, because it's fact that it will reduce a fever. Okay. So, having said my little five-minute rant on, you know, that stuff, when we look at our investing, I'm fascinated when marketers and companies lead with a percentage return. And I'm not talking about a term deposit rate. I'm not talking about an ADI, which is an authorized deposit institution, a bank. I'm not talking about their online savings rates. I'm talking about 
other products that are financial products that lead with a percentage in their marketing. And I, and I'm not going to mention names. I don't name and shame on this podcast unless you're Afterpay. But I'm just pulling up my incognito window with Chrome so I don't get cookies following me around the freaking internet. I've got one company because I've, I've had ads before. Earn up to 6% on your capital. Effortlessly manage your money. See all your accounts in one place, blah, blah, blah. So that was one website. It lets you earn competitive rates on your capital up to 6%. There's another one here. There was a, there's a quote. I'm so sick of getting screwed by my savings. This 3% return made getting a home loan easy. And it's a quote from a 25-year-old person. You know, there's another quote on the same website. 3%, 3%, 3%. Thank goodness. I now earn triple on my savings. Um, so, these companies, you know, they're just doubling down on the percentage return. And that's fine. They can do that. But I just want to talk a, a couple of things. And I've got three main points to make about um, when you see these percentage terms, right? Number one, well, actually, before I go to my points, if we, we look at those products, right? There are products, they want people to put their money into it. They're saying you'll get up to a percentage return, okay? And if that percentage return is 3% or 6%, we know that we can get a 1.35% return at the moment through a online savings account, introductory rate, whatever, right? So, we'll just call our benchmark 1.5% for the sake of this. And that 1.5%, that's a guarantee because it's a it's an interest-bearing bank account. If the interest rate stays at 1.5%, your capital is guaranteed, which is your main money amount, and you'll get that guaranteed 1.5%. And if you've got your money in an Australian bank account, backed by the financial claim scheme, FCS, the Australian government will ensure that up to $250,000 per account holder per ADI, authorized deposit institution, will 100% back your capital. So, if you you put 250 grand in uh, the bank down the road, they're an authorized deposit institution, they fall under for whatever reason, and you lose your $250,000, the federal government will give you your money back, all right? So, it's guaranteed. So, if we then walk down the garden path, let's assume there's a product like an index fund from some of your major investment companies. And I'll use some real life examples just to make it real. Um, Vanguard have a diversified growth index fund, right? And full disclosure, Vanguard have sponsored the podcast, the main, my millennial one. Uh, you might have a BlackRock, I don't know, S&P 500 fund or something like that, okay? So, these funds, they're not leading with this targeted return amount, right? Because they don't have to. They know what they're all about. They know that, hey, we invest in equities. Equities can fluctuate. Your capital isn't guaranteed. 
you might get 8% this year, you might get 30%, you might get minus 20. They're not out there saying, oh, we'll guarantee a percent a return because they can't. They're not even out there saying, earn up to 35%. They're just not doing that because you put your money in, if you understand how investments work in companies and all the underlying stuff, you know that you will get a return likely over the long term more than 1.5% cash. So it's just interesting how these different products and advertising as a main hook to get people in will advertise a percentage. And I just think that's red flag central to me personally. You, If you're still listening to this, you're either trying to get me for a gotcha or something like that. But, you know, I, I don't care actually what anyone does with their money. But if you're still listening to this, you know, this is just my view, right? You can do what you want with your money. But for me, when I see percentage returns in any top line, any main marketing messaging, red flags go up for me. If it's not a term deposit with an ADI or if it's not a high risk online bank account. So there's basically three things that you need to know. And I'm not saying these products are bad. I'm not at all. I'm just saying you need to be eyes wide open, clear eyes. What is it? Clear eyes, clear heart, can't lose. Who? Sorry, I'm just going to Google Saturday Night Lights saying, did anyone watch that show? It was a million years ago. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. So you've got to go in clear eyes. You just know what's happening. If it's not an ADI and there's a percentage, okay, we know that there's something weird going on. Probably not a share investment account. <laughs> it's probably not an ETF. It's not an ATI. It's not an ETF. It's something else. It's either uh, a bond fund or a mortgage fund or some type of crypto thing. Like we just need to know. And this is why learning this stuff and being encouraged and having the hot shower, the, having the cold shower rather, and I'll, I'll give you some breakdowns before I outstay my welcome as well. So my three red flags. Number one, if it's not an ADI, your capital is at risk. So you could put $10,000 in this fund that says we get up to 3%. That's cute. You might open it one day and it might say say $8,000 in there. Mm, wild, right? You get up to 6%. That's fine. You might put your $10,000 in there one day, might open it. Might be worth 12000 might be worth 4000 I don't know. Your capital is at risk, point one. Point two, it's not guaranteed. And my third point, it's usually oversold marketing language to hook people into these products. Weird, right? So are you saying, Glenn, that companies do weird stuff with their marketing? Yeah, my dandruff chat will say it's clinically proven. Well, what does that mean? One person tried it? Oh, okay. My hair regrowth crap says it's scientifically backed. Okay, cool. Tested in a lab. This app over here says you'll get 3%. Up to, rather. Okay. But there's something else going on. And here's the cold shower. 
if you had $10,000, because this all goes back to the risk return thing, right? Up to 3% on an app, you might get 4% that year. You might, you might actually get more. You might get much less, might get nothing. So just some wild bush maths, you could put $10,000 in something, 3% that year is $300. But that $10,000 has been at risk. If you got 2%, guess what? $200. 1% would be $100. So I hypothesize the risk reward with an investment that is other than an online savings account, and we'll just call it 1.5%, interest rates are going up, so we'll, we'll just use 1.5% for this conversation, right? If I had $10,000 and I wanted to save for a home because there was a thing here that says, you know, help me save my home sooner, $10,000 at 1.5% would be what? $150, right? So we're putting our capital at risk to get the 3% which is $150. So you want me to put my $10,000 in to maybe get an extra $150 in the 12 months. Is that what you're saying? Oh, you are. Okay. Well, because I understand risk and reward, I would rather my capital be guaranteed and get a guaranteed $150 from the bank rather than a maybe $300. You see, so you've just really got to look at these numbers. If you had $5,000, $150 would be the 3%. 2% would be $100 per year. And sometimes when you've got capital amounts, so someone might have, okay, I'm just going to make an i I've got $5,850 in my bank account. I'm just going to go times 1.5%. That's $87. If I put that $5,800 into an account that had a 3%, up to 3% savings thing, I'm putting it at risk just to maybe get an extra $90. And you got to pay tax on that $90 as well, right? Got to pay tax on all interest. I'm not getting into what these products are because that's after the fact. I just want to really encourage you that if you had $5,000 in your savings account, this is so wild, right? You're like, oh, I need to park my money somewhere. Oh, here's this app. They do up to 3% savings. Awesome. And the app could be fine. I don't even need to mention the names. I've got no beef with the app. It's just an example. could be a great product. I'm just wanting to educate people on what's happening in marketing land and how these funds work. Well, not really how they work. We might do a, uh, a an episode soon on like a mortgage fund or something like that. But if I had $5,000 and I just had it in my bank account getting 1% return that year, that's $50, okay? Is the $50 changing your life? I don't know. It might, it might not. But if I had $5,000 in my bank account, went and worked an extra shift or whatever, sold some crap and had $150 
and put $150 back into that bank account, what if I did $150 a month extra? Your capital contributions into these quote unquote lower savings amounts, the capital that you put in from working, from side hustling, from selling half your crap in your garage is of more value to your investment than putting your capital at risk to chase an extra $100 over the 12 months. Does that make sense? So let's have a cold shower. Let's understand basically as long as you've got under $100,000 in your account, whether it's an investment account, savings account, the best return you will have on that capital is your savings rate and putting money into that capital. All right, I think I'm done. Do you hate me yet? I just want to have a chat, guys. Just want to like... So basically all that crap I thought about on my uh, six-minute walk home from the um, from the barber the other day. So, yeah. See you guys soon. I'm Glenn James. Enjoy. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.